Welcome to episode 10, Should You Pivot and How to Create Strategic, Verbal, and Visual Brand Clarity. Welcome to the PR Playbook Podcast with Ranjini Joshua, the only podcast that teaches you how to strategically navigate the world of public relations and social media and grow a powerful brand. Hi, and welcome to episode 10. There are a number of businesses that are now revising their business strategy to determine how they are going to approach our new normal and keep their businesses on the road to success for 2020, which almost seems impossible. For some, it's a loss. For others, it's the same track. And for some others, it's incorporating some new ideas or even pivoting their brand messaging to meet the needs of the current climate in the market. To address this topic today, I have the pleasure of speaking with Fabian Gerhalter, author of Bigger Than This and How to Launch a Brand and the Principal of Finian, a Los Angeles-based consultancy that creates brand clarity for startups of any size and age. Hi, Fabian. It's been a while, but thank you so much for joining me today on the PR Playbook podcast. All right. (laughs) First things first, how are you feeling during this crazy time we're going through? I'm feeling crazy. It's, <laughs> it's, it's, um, it's a nutty time, you know, and it's, yeah. it's difficult when recording these podcasts because, you know, they air at a certain time and, and things change so quickly, right? So, you know, I mean, we record this on March 23rd and, and you know, things are, getting, things are getting really, really, really crazy out there. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm hanging in there like everyone else. I'm trying to stay positive, um, which is very difficult, but we all have to power through this um, and we can all just try to lift each other up and, and, you know, to help each other. And that's, that's really, that's really what we need to do now. Yeah. I'm hoping these uh, short form podcasts will help people as they're trying to navigate too. So um, we'll see, we'll see what, how we can help them today. <laughs> totally. So what has been the biggest personal challenge or shift for you um, during, you know, what's going on right now, this pandemic and I guess not not so much you know in her personal life, but as far as a branding agency, um, what have you been seeing? Lots of trends follow. You know, I mean, it's it's so early on, but really, what is happening right now is that brands turn their human side towards the customer. You know, it's something that we've seen over the last couple of years with the rise of social media happening a whole lot, right? That brands are really are really only being loved if they if they act in a very personal way, because then sure. they become personable, right? And then and then people start actually wanting them, interrupting their friend feed. Um, with 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 a brand message because the brand messages are meaningful, right? And and now more than ever, right? You see, you see these brands that that really care, that that do something, that that you know roll up their sleeves and that ask themselves, hey, what is at the core of our brand? What is really what is what is the north star that that that's always been important to our brand? And how can we take that mm-hmm. and now actually use that to help people? Um, and I think that's the biggest thing, right? I mean, even my, my even me myself with my um, with my brand consultancy. Lucky for me, I have a very small consultancy, and it took me a long time to get to being a small consultancy. But mm-hmm. right now, I'm literally just switching off my services and moving into being more of a mentor and being more of a partner. You know. To, yeah. to, to my people, you know, because work is going to slow down for everyone, right? Yeah. I mean, that's for sure. Um, 
and it's just now is the time to be there for everyone who's less yeah. fortunate, you know. Um, and 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 I think the brands that do that well, they're the ones that will be seen in a very different light um, once we actually make it past this. Yeah, and I've I've actually seen a lot of messaging coming through on how we how can we help you and. Obviously, retail is taking advantage of this um, because they, they kind of have to to stay alive. And so they offer discounts and they're offering content that's um, useful to everybody as they stay at home. Um, I've seen a lot of, you know, I'm a parent, so I've seen a lot of, hey, these are tips that you could do while you're at home and stuff like that. So I think, I think everyone's kind of, yeah, they're jumping into a band together a little bit as a community. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. no, totally. That's what you have to do. Um, yeah. And I think, you know, for... For most companies, in the, if they're in the U.S., I mean, the first thing that they need to really think about is, is how can you help your, your employees? How can you keep your employees, right? I think that that's the first thing. It's like really think within the company. How yeah. are we going to survive that? Not from a financial point of view, but very directly linked from our employee point of view because you will need them once this whole thing is over, right? And that's Absolutely. really, really difficult, right? And then the next thing is exactly what you what you just mentioned, which is, you know, how, how can your service or your product or your offering, whatever it is, how can you help people, right? Because it's not a time to sell right now. And I'm getting so pissed off when I see brands right now trying to sell me something. Yeah. And it is such a fine line. It is really, yeah. really difficult, right? Because, you know, you mentioned, you mentioned, you know, um, uh, good content, right? So, so right. I mean, I, I have great content and some of it comes at a price and I know that a lot of it will actually help people, but I have the hardest time right now selling to people because it's, it's, a, it's a time to assist, right? Yeah. So, I think, I think for companies, they just have to go back to their mission. They have to go back to their values and they really have to realign those values and, um, you know, and, and, and just see how, how that, how that connects with people outside of the product and outside of the offering. Yeah. It's almost kind of like a, an investment that we have to make at this point in each other. <laughs> totally. Yeah. Totally. It's about yeah, well, trust and community, right? And, totally. and brands should be trusted and they should be about community. So in a way, it's a really good time for brands yeah. to actually have to walk their talk, right? Yeah, I really like the kind of revisiting your mission and vision and just kind of staying true to that during the time. That way, that way at the end of it all, you're, you've always done what you're, you know, you told people you're going to do. Totally. So yeah. yeah, I agree. My dad actually, he told me, well, this is good. Everyone has to stay at home with their families. Maybe they should be doing that for a change. <laughs> it's, it's really, you know, there's, it's, it's really, really difficult during these times to see the light. Right. But yeah. there are some of these, some of these moments like that, right. Where you yeah. suddenly like, well, you are with your family and you start, you know, I always think that um, businesses that are going to do really well after this are interior designers because everyone's suddenly stuck at home <laughs> and they're like, Oh, we should really make our home so much nicer, you know, and gardening and like all of that. And, you know, and yeah, obviously you, you all the it, footprints. You heard it here first. A tip for anybody who wants to be an interior <laughs> designer, get ready. This is the time. This yep. is the time. <laughs> well, over the past couple of weeks, I've heard about several mobile and digital first companies um, reaping the benefits. And one of them is a like an online grocery delivery company. Um and they've been able to grow their business a hundredfold because they were already digitally first, uh, but also because of this pandemic where we can't interact socially or we've been told to stay at home or limit social interaction. I think many CEOs and entrepreneurs, myself included, um, I've had a lot on their mind to try to figure out how to navigate and maximize 
these like digital parts of our businesses, just like retailers that are focusing online. Um, and some are kind of trying to figure out how to pivot. So my question here is, what is the first thing that you would tell any established brand um, that's kind of evaluating their next steps right now? And you kind of said that a little bit previously, just on, you know, kind of staying true to your mission or vision. But is there anything else that you think would help these brands stand out when, you know, the light, when the light's at the end of the tunnel? Yeah, no, I mean, I, I think it goes back to a couple of those things I said. I agree with you, right? It's, it, it's a lot about looking inwards and it's a lot about treating your employees right, making sure you still have them and, yeah. then, and then aligning your values with those of your customers, right? That this is, I think this is going to be a really good test. And to understand, well, if, if I actually don't know how to do that as a brand, well, maybe that's a problem. Maybe, maybe, yeah. maybe my offering is, maybe my heart is not where my offering is, right? Maybe it's not deep enough. And, you know, back to your digital question, of course, I mean, at this point, I think every company has to go digital. And it's crazy, even from my local wine bar, you know, that suddenly has to have a website to sell, you know, wine, which before they sold it actually in the bar. Now they have to figure out how do we, how do we have happy hours on a Friday night with all yeah. of our, you know, regulars. And I've been, I've been helping them a little bit just pro bono, you know, telling them, look, here are all the things you need to do. And they're like deer in the headlights because they never had a Zoom meeting, you know, like they never did anything well, I mean, like that. That's the, I think that's the big shock for a lot of these, like just local retailers, right? Right, right. And, and I think in a way, you know, I mean, it, 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 really, it really shows the ones that are innovative and the ones that can think about, okay, what do we have in front of us and what can we actually use, right? It's kind of inventory. You know, what do we have that other people need and how can we get it to them? And yeah. I don't think that that's much different from a brewery that knows that they have wheat and they can actually bake bread for people and have it as a curbside pickup to someone who creates an app, uh, let's say a mindfulness app, and suddenly they can think about, okay, how can I now reutilize this mindfulness app to get people through this? And can I offer it for free for two months? Can I take that risk um, to afterwards have a huge loyal tribe, you know, that loves us? So I think it's a lot of everyone has something to offer. How can you flip this around, repackage it, distribute it digitally in a way that is very, very cost sensitive um, yeah. and, and very, very honest? Those are, I mean, those are great. Those are both great ideas, first of all. Um, so I hope there's somebody who owns a brewery listening. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, that is awesome. But also like, you know, um, just based on what you just said too, there's a lot of freelancers that are looking for work, web dev work, yep. um, mobile dev work that probably, I mean, you guys, I mean, I think it's a really good opportunity for freelancers to get this kind of like piecemeal work where they can keep themselves, you know, moving. And then they can also help these smaller retailers. I think this is a really good opportunity for them to connect too, right? There's that plenty is, of people. That is really, really great that you picked up on that idea, right? Because I think that that's, that's exactly it, right? Very often freelancers are scared of taking on pro bono and nonprofit work because what if other work comes in? Well, there's likely no other work going to come in. Right. Like right now, it is just we're all going to have to get through this together. And if there is not a lot and not a lot of great paying work coming in, then do something to help the community. And if you can build a quick website overnight for for a local business, a local business that you want to to see survive on the other on the other end. Right. right. And then do that. Right. Be there for others. Um, it comes back to that. Yeah. And I, I think that um, I mean, just kind of this is a little bit of a 
side note, but that kind of also goes to personal branding, right? It's a personal branding. What is your mission and vision as like maybe a web developer or maybe um, for me as a PR person, what do I want to see people have at the end of the day? Because it could be personal and it could be at the company level. And I think people have to consider themselves as a brand. And I've said this many times, but I think people still don't, not everybody as a mask can uh, identified with that before now is the time to really identify with what, what are, who are you as a brand? Right. Totally. And people will see you for, you know, for how you behave during these times. Right. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's the same with friends, right. Are they going to, you know, have you been there for me during my bad times? Right. Um, when I had trouble now, everyone has trouble. All of your clients have trouble, right? I mean, there is the same thing that, that you as a service provider, um, that's what I would tell freelancers, right. The same thing that you you experience, um, companies experience too. I mean, everyone is scared about their job. Everyone is scared about how is it going to impact my industry. And I think us as service providers, what we can do is we can just reach out to our clients and say, look, you know me for one thing. You know, I might be the perfect uh, tech PR person in your case, or yeah. in my case, you know, I can create brand strategy, brand clarity, and, you know, I can help with that visual and verbal alignment, but I'm here for you in any other way too. Like if you need something from me that you think I can give you, um, that mm-hmm. usually is not part of our, you know, of our scope or our deliverables or our agreements. Um, but if you feel like you're strapped in and I can help you with something, um, you know, please, please let me know. Right. Yeah. So I think it's more, it's more the idea that you're, you're part of their family or part of their tribe. And by doing so, you know, on the one hand, you really give back and you really try to, to help their business. On the other hand, of course, from a personal branding perspective, um, you know, they, they can about that. They feel like, oh, oh, wow, yes, you are there for us. And thank you for that email. And we'll think about you. Maybe you get some work along the way, but definitely at the end of the tunnel, they will reach out back to you because you were there for them and you were, you were a great partner, you know? Yeah, that's, that's very important to remember. And I think I like the way you're positioning. It's like as if if it's a friend, right? Um, If you're not there for your friends, they're not going to be there for you. And it's kind of that same, that same story there. And you know, uh, one one more thing to add to that, just because I saw um, I saw a, a friend of mine who's also a business partner, you know, for certain aspects. He wrote this great email to a prospect client who um, they've been they've been looking to get this project for the longest time, and they were one of the last three companies, and they were about to say, "Hey, this is it. Um, you're going to get the project." He just reached out to them, and he wrote this awesome email, and he said, "Look." I know that during these times right now, the last thing on your mind is the website we do. You know, don't, you know, don't even worry about this project. If there's anything we can help in the interim, just let us know. But that idea of being proactive and not trying to get the last piece of work that you can get and instead saying, hey, it makes total sense. I'm sure, I'm sure this project is not even, you know, part of your day-to-day thinking right now, you know, but no, we're here for you. No, that's great. That's absolutely great. Um, So, I mean, going back to the brand pivot, I think, you know, I think there's a lot of difficult messaging um, and tasks that go into this, especially during this period of time where I can't, I keep bringing myself talking about a pandemic, even though I try to avoid it, but it's impossible. Um, What, you know, if someone's saying, okay, look, I'm going to make a brand pivot or I'm going to maybe not a pivot, but like kind of some kind of adjustment so that I can reach a new audience. Are there any things that they should consider before doing that or any best practices for doing that properly in a way that's, I don't know, you know, suitable or Mm -hmm. that makes, you know, just it's nice. That makes sense. 
I, I think I think the big question is: Is it short-term thinking, right, or is it the right destiny for the business long-term? Um, you know, like how will you actually feel about that move? Not two months from now, but two years from now, right? When life is back to fairly normal, yeah. um, does it make any long-term business sense? Because if not, you know, just create a bridge solution like all the restaurants we just talked about, right? Yeah. You know, like they're not going into the bread business. No, they're just they're just going to keep brewing beer. And they make bread as well because they know that, no pun intended, they can make some bread and butter during the time and they can, they can support people with it. So it's the same thing. So I think doing something really drastic right now is kind of acting out of panic. You know, I think that if your business is not able to succeed as a, as a service provider, right? Let's say you're a couple of people, service provider, small service provider. If you're not able to get through a couple of months, um, then you have a huge positioning problem, right? Yeah. Like then, then it has nothing to do with the pandemic right now, this is just showing you that your business has big problems overall, right? So I, th I think that that's something for, if, if you're in that position where you're like, I don't know if I can make it, uh, if I can make payroll for a month or two, then you know that you should actually fundamentally rethink your brand's positioning and rethink of who your audience is and what you actually give them, because you should always have enough money in the bank to go through a couple of months as, as any kind of company, right? So I think that's a good, that's a good kind of like eye opener that, Hey, if this pandemic makes you realize this, maybe, you know, this is the time for you to hunker down and really rethink, you know, what you're offering. Right. No, that, yeah, that makes total sense. Um, I think kind of on the heels of that. So what if you're, I, I, and I feel like this is a little bit scary, but I have come across a couple of companies that are launching new brands. Do you have any advice for them? on kind of the branding and positioning or if they should maybe wait even? It's really, really good question. One that is on my mind a lot because that's my target audience, right? So we work yeah. with a lot of new companies. Um, but I mean, to be realistic, it's really, if, if you have a great product market fit, right? And, and you have the investment secured, then launch, right? Because if there's, I'm working with a guy that is creating jeans for oversized guys, right? Like only for, you know, for, for big guys, right? And there is nothing like that really out there. And, and yeah. there's no brand around that. Well, and if you have that, and if you already invested time and money into it, if you already started working on the brand, go through it because you know what? Big guys will always need jeans that work for them, right? So if you have something that is really like that, but if you just have yet another app or yet another product, product with an extra feature or whatever, you know, hunker down, wait it out, right? People are going to be frugal. And yeah. depending on how badly this government screws up and how badly people go against this stay-at-home order, this may go for a really, really long time. So in a way, I think that the brandscape itself is actually readjusting. And, and, and we will see many more necessary and useful brands <laughs> emerge out yeah. of this and a lot less, you know, me too and nice to have kind of uh, products. They will all dissipate. So I think yeah. it's time for you to look into, into the mirror and say, do I have a product that people would actually really need regardless, you know, of how things are. Um, if you have that, go, go, go launch. And if not, then then hunker down and really think about, okay, how can I best position this brand when the time is right? You know, it is time for you to think about your messaging, um, which people like, you know, you, you know, will use uh, once it comes down to actually making the brand launch and, and, and PR. And it is time for you to actually make your brand better and rethink your website and do these kind of things that you can do so that you have a really great launch when you're, when you're past that. Because once you are able to launch, 
you will have to gain traction so much quicker because you're just losing a couple of months. Right, right. No, I mean, this is, yeah, this is great advice. I think, I think you're right about the, the market. It's going to weed out the wannabes and pull out the people who are really good. And totally. uh, we're going to see some, I think, really interesting and amazing things come out of this. Aside from all the community stuff and all the digital collaboration um, that's happening, I think we're going to see a lot more international brands. And when I mean international, I mean more people who are collaborating internationally, less that they're coming from somewhere else. But I, I've just been hearing a lot of collaboration and um, it's very, very, very interesting to be able to talk to people all over the world who are experiencing the same thing, the startup the startup ecosystems that are experiencing the same things in different markets and the businesses that are experiencing similar uh, challenges. And it's really nice, I think, to be able to give people a common platform to rise to the top somehow, right? (laughs) Yeah, no, totally. Absolutely. Uh, Well, thank you so much. Um, Just to kind of wrap this up, I want to always leave a little bit of actionable tools for everybody. So um, do you think you could provide maybe like three to five essential branding best practices for anyone that is either revisiting their branding, you know, doing that um, exercise or establishing their branding in in this quiet period, let's say? (laughs) Yeah, no, totally. I mean, I, I think we touched on a couple of these things, but yeah. really it's, it, it, it's defining why you are in business. What is the reason for the existence of the company or your service that is bigger than just its offering, right? Um, so it's really define the North Star, the guiding light, whatever you call that. What, what is that, right? And then not only define it, but what has to happen right now is live up to that, right? And share it and, and then create values that everyone first of all, within the company will share, and then that your audience will also want to become a part of, right? And I think, I think one of the big things that I see in branding um, happen so often in, in such a great way is that when, when people go for niche audiences, right? Because in a place like the US, a niche audience can still be hundreds of thousands of people, right? So if, yeah. you, if, you, if you define what your focus is, if you have that focused message and a focused audience, which means a very small audience that just loves you because you are, you're 100% just there for them, you will be hurt and, and you will be able to create a tribe around them. And, and then, of course, in the end, you build your brand upon that, right? Upon something um, that is bigger than your product. And it's, it's also actually the best way to be recession-proof, right? Because yeah. you, have, you have a small audience that really loves you. You have a very catered um, 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 offering uh, that only speaks to them. Um, and, then, and then, you know, people, people will like you because you only you, you speak their talk, right? And I yeah. think that's it. From then on, it's just step and repeat messaging, right? I mean, once you have that core message in your core tribe, it's about talking the same brand language across all your channels in a consistent and equally attractive manner, which is so easy to say and so hard to do. Yeah. Well, I have a lot of notes for myself, so that's good. Um, so thank <laughs> you for that. I think this is going to be awesome and very helpful to many people who are just, you know, I don't even, I think it's, you know, sometimes things like this just shake it up and your brain kind of, even if you have that direct messaging, your brain just kind of gets a little confused for a moment. So I think this is a good place where hopefully people can realign themselves with their brand messaging and kind of get back on track too at the same time. I totally agree. This is, this is a time to look inside, right? Which we yeah. already all do right now. And now doing the same for your brand makes a lot of sense. 
Great. Well, last but not least, I you have um, you have so much great content on your website. You're doing so many awesome things. I have one of your first books, which I love because it's the workbook style. So I, I love that. How to build your brand. I'd love for you to do like a Finian plug. Um, <laughs> uh, so if you could just uh, give us some ideas on kind of the the things that we should look at on your website and maybe. Um, you know, just shout out your website URL and any other things that you projects that you're working on right now where we can kind of take a look and download anything, any materials. Um, that would be awesome. Cool. Really appreciate it. Well, first off, finian.com. That's F-I-N-I-E-N.com. That's kind of the hub of everything. Um, if you enjoy this podcast, I have a feeling you might enjoy my podcast too, which is um, I chat with uh, founders and investors about the intersection of brand clarity and startup success. And you can find that uh, when you search for Hitting the Mark. Um, it's also at hittingthemarkpodcast.com. The two books that you already mentioned, How to Launch a Brand.com and BiggerThanThis.com. And last but not least, and I think this could be a really good use, useful tool for your listeners, um, is uh, my online brand strategy course where you can really hunker down and really define your brand. And that is resonate.com. That's resonate, but with A-I-D at the end, as in I am aiding you to resonate. <laughs> Awesome. Thank you so much. Again, thank you for joining me and helping me put out some good content for everybody here. As usual, if you have any questions, please send us comments, questions, or suggestions to podcast at thesilvertelegram.com. You'll find additional information on Fabian and Finian and all his sites on the show website uh, with the show notes. So you'll see all the links there. That's all for now. Stay safe, healthy, and creative. See you next week. 